Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Roaring Twenties, a podcast where we hang out, spill the tea, and chat about life while being 20 in the 20s, honey. My name is Nick. My pronouns are they, them. And today, I have a truly special guest. They are the first person I ever mustered up enough courage to even ask to interview. They are graduates of the Yale School of Drama. They've appeared in numerous television shows, such as Law and Order, Madam Secretary, and Deception. They even, okay, honestly, and when I saw this, I laughed. I was like, this is intriguing. I want to see what this is. They once played Tina slash Violet in a New York theater production of Abe Lincoln's Big Gay Dance Party. <laughs> and probably the most important, I think the, the epitome of their career right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the peak, the, the most amazing thing they've ever done, and probably the most important. They are mm-hmm. my professor. Oh. Please welcome <laughs> to the podcast, Lisa Birnbaum. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. How's that Thank for an introduction? You. I mean... Can I? Can you come around with me everywhere? Can you just like <laughs> yeah. hang out with me? Just, I'll bring this microphone. Can you and I just introduce me? That was magnificent. <laughs> You're magnificent. Thank you. How <laughs> how are you? Oh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. It has been a roller coaster. Hello. I mean, for everyone, indeed. Um, but I I feel I'm trying to look to the bright side, and I um. I spent a lot of time of this pandemic so far being real unwell, and I am now well, and I am at home with my family in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, so I have green grass and, you know, long walks outside. And frankly, it's, um, you know, it's not, it's certainly not the life I chose, but the fact that I'm getting it, I think, I hope I will look back on it as a gift. It's some kind of bizarro. No, let me tell you, you know, like the, the picture I'm seeing right now, you look very statuesque. You have a bright, beautiful backlit <laughs> um, greenery behind you. That's the one thing I miss about living yeah. in Florida is yeah. that like, whatever I wanted, I literally could just like go for a walk in, in a park or like, or like go for a drive or do whatever and just kind of like get away. Totally. You know? And then it's so interesting because it's, it's funny that you said it's been a roller coaster because... It, for me, it took a while to realize I was on a roller coaster because it was I, until I was like, oh, I've, I've been to this part of the roller coaster. I'm like, oh, we're going around again. Oh, we're going. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, this, like, like the same cycles and like doing the same things. And oof, it's been a lot. But one thing yeah. I've been getting into recently. Okay. Have you ever heard of plants? Oh. Uh. I mean, I've heard of them. Uh, they've certainly <laughs> heard of me. I have a tendency of murdering them. No, um, me too. I, I am a, I'm a cruel mistress when it comes to plants. But the truth is, actually, since I've been home, mm-hmm. I fucking garden. Literally I've been gardening. I have, you know, we've got like basil, my sister. I guess I should fill this in for our listeners. Mm-hmm. I'm staying actually with 
um, cause it's safer to stay with my sister needs help. My sister's a single parent. So to be able to work during this pandemic, it's like, it made sense for me since I can't have any work right now, really to come down and help her. So I have been my sister's wife and we, so when I say like, we, it's like, that's where we're at. I'm like, well, we have a garden. Well, we're doing this together. It's hilarious. But that, I love that because I bet your, your niece, right? I bet your (sighs) niece is loving life right now. Just like. She's a little magical spirit, that one. She really is. Really? That's amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to look back on this time and be so thankful and just be like... I hope so. You rock. I mean, but don't get me wrong, Nick. It's a roller coaster. You know, like, you have mm-hmm. these moments of, like, of total gratitude. And I think everyone's having this. You have t- moments of total gratitude, and then you hit rock bottom, and it feels like absolutely nothing matters, and there's no meaning to it. And, like just that especially we as artists are just so fucked it feels Um, so draining sometimes too but but life is life is just bigger than that and this moment in time is challenging us all to embrace whatever that is and be totally present in a way it's like the cruelest (laughs) it's like the cruelest acting class that i've ever been in (laughs) <laughs> Can you imagine some teacher being like, you need to be completely present? And you're like, no, fuck you. Um, I've literally had that I'm class. I'm having so many feelings. <laughs> yes. Did but, I teach um, that class? Sorry. Yes. It's bad. okay. I forgive you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So for those listening, Lisa was my professor. Um, she taught me. She um, watered the seed and now I'm a growing flower. And... <gasps> Um, I, lo- I love to talk about the first day I um, I uh, met you because it's, it's it's like ingrained in my mind. Oh my god! I walking in, it was I don't know what day it was. I just <sighs> I, it probably was a Wednesday because I think our first schedule. Yeah, was it was Friday. a it it was a Wednesday because you were the Wednesday Friday class, not the Tuesday Thursday class, right? Hello, yeah. and don't and don't forget it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but. Um, I was like so just exhausted because like I had like moving to New York and everything and like I was going to be in a ballet company and then I decided to do a 180 and then I was in school and it was like everything everything and I was like got into your class and then it was like a and I was like oh I like literally (laughs) (laughs) jumped awake I remember seeing your navy blue blazer your jeans your your um rubber boots I think they were rain boots and your like socks and you were like very business-like and you were like this is what we're doing and I remember we immediately came up with snaps yeah that was awesome that was our thing that that was awesome you guys were fucking great class Thank I mean, you. I mean, I, and acting is hard. Acting is fucking hard. It's like the great fallacy. Everybody thinks you just roll over, but it's a craft. It's this thing yeah. that you gotta, you, you need. It's a discipline. It's a commitment. I almost more than anything, it's a commitment. Because yeah. it is so hard for everybody to negate all of whatever their internal bullshit or the societal pressures, and just e- exhibit human behavior. Like it's so. It can be so hard, except for when you crack the nut, and then all of a sudden, it's not so hard. Much, it is not hard, and it's so much yeah. fun. It's so delightful, and so entrancing, and yeah. so endlessly, you know, variable. Every day, like for at the conservatory, where there's six days a week. Every day, multiple times a day, we have to like 
put our like mental shit aside and like mm-hmm. be present for like everything and like give all of ourselves dig deep and like absorb mm-hmm. everything we're seeing and then like we have to like explode all of our emotions in front of our peers and like we have to like confront uncomfortable and it's just like oh it's so <laughs> it's oh my so- god and especially for the social media generation I we I mean I talk yeah. about this a lot in class I'm sure but for the social media generation it's like this wait I have to look people in the eye I have to like touch mm-hmm. people and That's not everyone in your thing. class but a lot of people are young and they have no they have no this is like the first time they've like really had profound human interaction so right. not so like the learning experience also becomes a profound experience it's sort of why I think any kind of conservatory program tends to like it, it like can stick with people in a deeply beautiful way um if not a deeply i think there are some programs that create a really traumatizing way and i tried everything in my power to not make it so to to sort of envelop the the spectrum of identity and ideology that could allow people to be present and to be safe in my class. I, I don't know if I achieved that or not, but no, I No, you I definitely did. And I love that you said that being present and safe because that's those are two things that I always felt in your class because no matter like I mean, you you saw me like running running into class sometimes being late and stuff and and I we all like no matter what, we all like were there at the time that we needed to be there and no matter what happened say, Nick, before I don't think you were ever late ever. I, I think, I think you I, really weren't. I closed the door when the, like at right, the moment right. in time, you were never late. You might've been like hustling and running into your chair and like getting your shit out, but you were never late. And but, I, I don't know, call me crazy, but I think that. school is so exciting for both obviously for the teacher, but especially for the student, mm-hmm. because in this discipline, they are learning what they want to do. They're there because they want to be there as opposed to having to take a math class because you need that on your resume before you graduate school. Right. Like I think there's something really thrilling about immersing yourself into, into artistry. I'm not saying that other stuff isn't wildly valuable because it is, but the, the pleasure of getting to teach something where like my students actually want to be in class is man, I just, I yes. just feel so grateful that I got to do it. I don't know. Yeah, and I, on, I'm sure you, I'll do it again. You know? Yes, you you have to, because um, you don't play no games. Like no, I you don't get fuck down around. to business. And speaking of playing games, <laughs> how do you feel about twenty questions? Have you ever played Boring? it? Boring. Tw- is it twenty questions about my twenties? It. Oh. <laughs> Actually, you should be a producer for this show. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I have like a kind of like something that's popular right now. It's a person, place, or thing, Ugh. and it's like twenty questions slash however many questions it takes to get there. <laughs> Great, let's do it. So the first question obviously is um, a person, place, or thing. <laughs> All right, <laughs> welcome to the elevator edition of Twenty Questions. <laughs> <laughs> So, a little bit of rules about the game is going to be, um, the first question is, is it a person, place, or thing? Um, and I believe it's like we can ask yes or no questions, but honestly, 
you can ask whatever questions you want, okay? And I'll keep count of the questions so we know how close you are. You can well, make- I'm asking the questions? No, I'm, yes, you are. Wait, what? Yes, so I, I, have, I have something and you have to guess what it is. Oh. And you have 20 questions to get there. God. Oh no. Yeah. You said bring it on. You were ready. Oh, I thought I was about, I thought I was going to answer them. I was nervous. <laughs> now I'm even more nervous because I'm going to lose. No, it's okay. It's okay. 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 So 20 questions. You can make your first guess after your 10th question. Okay. And usually it's like yes or no questions, but honestly, you can ask whatever, however many questions, and I will keep tally of your questions. And the subject is the person, place, or. That's just the, the first question. So you can ask that and I will Oh, is it a person, place, or... It is a thing. Is it a food? No. Does it have to do with acting? Sometimes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're in the elevator. We're going down. Um, yes. Okay, it's a thing. Does it have to do with beauty? Um, also sometimes. Sometimes. Oh, I'm sorry, is that four? Okay, does it... I'm sorry, could you push um, floor 11? Okay. Are you okay, talking so... to me? No, oh, no, no, sorry, I was just... Oh. We're going up, right? We're going up on did the we... elevator? Yeah, do we pass your floor? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's I have a, to ask you some more questions. It, it's okay. It's okay. So, um, we have... It is not a food. It is sometimes has to do with acting. And, and sometimes, sometimes to do, has with, to do beauty. with beauty. Question um, four. Um... I told you I'm really bad at these games. Okay, but I can get better at them because we're still in this elevator and uh, just yeah. you and me. And there's like 140 you... floors. I think this is. Um, oh, cool, cool. So my, we're on floor. We're like on the sixth floor. Um, yeah. My handsome, handsome friend. Cool. Yeah. And um, I think the. Um, is it the... an in? Is it an indoor thing? No. Ooh. An outdoor thing that has to do with acting and beauty. Just because it's not indoor doesn't mean it's outdoor. Is it an underwater thing? <laughs> is that an official question? No, it is not an underwater thing. That was question five. So it's a thing? Underwater thing, and it's kind of about acting. No, so it's not an underwater thing. Damn it, you know, I hate when the, the elevator, I hate when the elevator gets stuck. We're stuck? Oh, you're, uh, you're back. Okay, it's working <laughs> again. <laughs> you have to give it a little stop. Okay, so. Oh my gosh. Yeah, is it a, is it a family thing? Yes. Some might say it's sweeping the nation right now. A family thing that sometimes has to do with acting, that is sweeping the nation right now, that sometimes has to do with beauty, that isn't an outdoor or indoor or underwater thing. 
question number seven. Oh my God, my brain feels like a vanilla pudding <laughs> here on the 10th floor. Um, you know, I really wish this wasn't a hand crank elevator. We'd get down there so much faster. It's true, <laughs> but I'm so grateful you're here helping me with this ink. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Question number seven. The family thing that is sweeping the nation. Is it a religious thing? No. Is it a virus? No, <laughs> but a really good question. A really, <laughs> I wish it was though. That would have been a really. Good... <laughs> okay, I'm um, having to do fucking acting. Remember, sweeping the nation, not the world. Is it? A... Is it an election thing? No. I'm really bad at this game. It's okay. Is so it you're a, at question 10. You can geez. make your first guess. or you I have know. no idea. <laughs> All I know it's a family thing that's sweeping the nation. That sometimes has to do with acting and with beauty. Is it Mulan? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Would you like a hint? Would you like a hint? I need a hint. Yeah, I okay. need a hint. I got to call in a friend. <laughs> okay. You're... It could be gone by the end of the month. <laughs> we already lost pandemic relief money. Um, <laughs> Damn, so real. <laughs> <laughs> We're already totally fucked. Um, and I, oh. <laughs> Wait, I need another hint. You gotta help me. I got you. So, hips, when I dance, on that demon time, she might start an OnlyFans. I have, you understand that my head is <laughs> hanging out with an eight-year-old right now, right? So. Your eight-year-old might actually know what the <laughs> Wait, say what you just said again. No, you don't get to you don't get to ask Google. Demon Demon hand? No, 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 don't, don't Google. Hold on. Demon Demon <laughs> hand. What are demon hands? I mean, is it Trump? <laughs> is, it, is this your is this your first guess? Yeah, he's he's a nightmare. Okay, well first of all. Is that a boo in agreement with me, or is? <laughs> yes. Oh, thank God. Um, no, it's not Trump. Oh God. Good. Let's I not even say that. his fucking name. So you are on question fourteen. Oh my God. Do you want to? No, you don't Demon... get to. No. <laughs> Demon shop. Demon hands with Amazon Prime. It says. Drag. I have literally. Oh my god, oh. acting. Sometimes having to do with acting. It's not an indoor outdoor thing. It is sweeping the nation. And it's wow. not the coronavirus. <laughs> no. Is you want question 15? It is, a, is it a song? No, but it does involve music. I feel like I'm not going to know what it is. I feel like you're going to tell me, and I'm still going to be lost. Um. 
question 17. This is... I mean 16. Okay. I can't fucking... Is it hell? Oh, you're just making... You're three for <laughs> questions. And you just wanna, are you just going for it? Yeah, why not? <laughs> is it hell? No. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, I give up, man. Pop culture and me... Okay, so going over going over the clues, all right? We have sometimes involves acting, sometimes involves beauty, it involves music, it is sweeping the nation, it is not Trump, it is not a food, it is not indoor or outdoor or is it homeschooling? (laughs) (laughs) You your mind really has been with an eight eight year old. (laughs) I have no idea. Unfortunately, <laughs> it, it involves is not. music. Yes. Is it? Is it a mariachi band? TikTok. So I should have said, "Is it an app?" I mean, you didn't. You didn't really get there. <laughs> I didn't get there because my brain turned into <laughs> vanilla pudding. It was like pure Jello. It's really shameful. Like there are moments in my life where I could like. I could like 20 question you like boom, bam, boom, bam. And then there are other moments in my life where I feel like I'd be like strawberry fields forever. I mean, there's just nothing there. <laughs> Literally my brain. Sometimes it, it depends. Sometimes it, when, whenever um, I'm really good with like fast paced things, but sometimes <laughs> if it's really fast paced and like my, I, I'm just like, like I literally. Here's the truth though. I don't have TikTok. I don't even use, I don't use TikTok. But you've heard of it though, right? Of course I've heard of it. My eight-year-old is begging for it. Right? See? Yeah, I just said my eight-year-old. Oh, God. <laughs> Someone send help. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, she is begging for it. Uh, she loves the idea of what she thinks TikTok is, <laughs> which is so cute. I love um, that you said, I love that you literally Googled, you cheated, first of all. First of all, you cheated. And I still didn't figure it out. <laughs> Alexa, Google demon hands. <laughs> I, I think it's gonna Trump is gonna come up. I'm telling you. Oh wait, I said his name again. Usually I just call him Dumpster Fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love yeah. that demon hands. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. Okay, and we will be right back. And we are back. Oh, no. no. <laughs> that was music by the beautiful, amazing Elijah Lyons. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. It's oh. the outro music for the podcast. Oh, um, <laughs> I am not surprised. <laughs> so, okay. So for this um, part of the show, I'd like to talk about my 20s, all things 20s. All things um, 20s. Life in your 20s. I'm currently 22, and I... The way I feel right now is I hate my twenties and I can't wait to be thirty with kids and established um, and with not with wisdom because I have so much knowledge but not the wisdom to fertilize that shit. But <laughs> but um, so my first question to you is if you had if you could describe your twenties in one word what would it be and why? All right, all right. So it's kind of funny uh, we've discussed this you and I and I once said curious and i don't mean i don't mean like 
sexually curious. I don't mean, I mean just, I had tremendous curiosity in my 20s and I didn't question any of it. And so anytime, um, you know, something, I, I got extremely excited about information in a way that I sort of long to be excited about information and people. And it's sort of like you get a little, I don't know, once you've been, you've had all this newness, perhaps you get a little old and less excited. So maybe curious is actually the wrong word. Maybe roller coaster is the better word because my 20s were all over the place, dude. Well, roller coaster. It, it was crazy. It was like I had I had so many feelings in my twenties. That, and that's that's how I feel now. And I did. And, and and that resonates with me because I'm I'm so curious about everything. I'm I like have such hunger and thirst for knowledge. Like I want to know the why for everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm so curious about everything. And I I love one thing you said was you don't you were so curious and you didn't question it, Mm -hmm. that's something I struggle with because I'm always curious about things. And then I'm always like, I'm always like keeping myself from exploring that curiosity or I'm shaming myself for being curious or I'm, you know what, the the multiple. Well, I don't know how your generation, I mean, I was insecure enough as it was, but I think what you're talking about uh, at its core is insecurity. And you're Mm. living in this time where like, everybody wakes up and turns on some kind of social media outlet and you're seeing how everybody else is living and how everybody else is doing, except it's all a facade of reality. So it's like really hard to isolate your own thoughts. And as soon as you have some kind of excitement or or something you want to like lean into, there's another voice in your head saying like, you'll see it. You'll see a meme. That's like in exact opposition of what your, what your thought was. So it's like, how do you, you know what I mean? And then you see a meme supporting your thought and then you see it and it's all, yeah, it's, it's all, it's like stimuli. Oh my God. It's like complete excess of stimulation. Absolutely. It is. And it's constant. And it's, I, I applaud the people that are able to navigate this like extremely (laughs) self-conscious what reservoir i'm saying reservoir because it's all in there like it's all fucking dumped in there Mm -hmm. um versus in my 20s we were just getting cell phones you know yeah like i didn't have facebook until i was like what like 26 or 27 oh wow think about that that's fucking nuts remember facebook Facebook was coming out when i was in middle school like sixth grade yeah and and it was made because like a dude at Harvard wanted to rape the girls at school. Like, gross. Um, maybe that was just a meme that I'm repeating. He, I, I don't know. I mean, literally emblematic of toxic masculinity, but literally literally has it, I mean, look, look at what it's doing. Look at what it has done. But, but one thing I'm curious about is, is, like like you said like navigating that, like your self-conscious, your self-awareness and, and like, I wonder because I mean before like I'd say high school you could like you never really knew what people were up to unless you like called them or you sure. like so you also them or but that also meant that you got to have a peace of mind that when you were up to something it was yours right right it was but, your it was the way you were spending time and you got to choose whether or not you told your friends about it and now it almost feels like this weird obligation to be like I picked a tomato and I felt alive. Like, 
Okay. Right. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm reaching, I'm reaching like slowly as I'm getting older, having like having more years in the social media age than having more years before that, if that makes sense. Um, because for me, like, social media really wasn't popping until I was in high school. So that was like 14 years. And like, I was a very, like, I would lived in a bubble. I like only went to church in private school. And like, I didn't really go to friends' houses. God, or, or... I forgot you were raised so religious. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. So, <laughs> so. No, it's so... marvelous. It's so interesting. But, but, for, but for me, like, I never like, I never like had to go through like establishing relationships with people, um, like before social media and all that and so that's one thing I kind of struggle with because I'm like I always was I always was under the impression that like life was real and that we were all living life and that social media and online shit was our, our escape or it was for us to be like here I did like this is what I did like I haven't talked to you since um like I saw you at school last and, and I want you to see that I went on a camping trip or I got married or whatever. Like I always understood, but I, but I, I, I always thought that we all understood that like life, what came first. Mm -hmm. And so like, for me, I always get caught in the in-between because I'm like, there are so many people that base their real world relationships off of their online relationships. And this is one thing I've been um, struggling with just with like people in general, like even with school, because it's like, I unfollowed a lot of people um, just because like I had like gotten arrested and like I had slowly started to see people like go back to their daily lives. And for me, every time I saw like a normal beach picture or whatever, I would always be like questioning and I would always be questioning if that person really cared about me or the movement or whatever. And mm -hmm. so from, and so for me, like I realized like I just had to unfollow that person. But like one in particular, like one person in particular was just like, offended and was like talking to someone else about me and I was just like confused because I'm like all the energy you're doing to talk to someone else about me because you felt a way about something that I did I was just like I don't understand why we can't talk and 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 it's just like that entanglement like being in your 20s right now oof and well what you're describing is utterly absurd I mean the the <laughs> truth is it, because because <laughs> social media is like this other it's a form of like you're you're it's content, right? And you're imbibing content and it's not real time. And it is, and you have to take care of yourself. It like mimics real it, life. It, it's, it's not real life. It's, it's a tool, right? And we are all adjusting to it, you know, as, as human beings. And in my twenties, and I was, dude, everybody's insecure, newsflash, is insecure and certainly my 20s were not devoid of that like issues uh that you're having about interpersonal relations like of course i had those just on different levels and in different ways and they mm. weren't instigated people get so angry so fast about these machines that we use every day and yeah. it's ridiculous take a just take a minute you know everybody needs to take a minute you need to do what you need to do to take care of yourself. You're going through um, a very understandably traumatizing moment in time. 
Um, and everyone, and a lot of people are, and everybody has to deal with it in their own way. It doesn't mean the end all be all of any relationships. And I think we all have to be patient enough to understand that. And if mm. people aren't, then lead by example. That's very profound, very profound. Is it? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's look. It's too much. I'm um, and, but I love, I love that, that you, that you, you gave me that insight because for me, I kind of think those things, but I don't ever like, I don't ever like stand in it, if that makes sense. I, I'm like, well, maybe I feel this way, but like, like even like hearing you talk and like the conviction in your voice, you like, so what I hear you saying is like, I can't wait to get to that stage. Well, <laughs> um, I, mean, I know and it I, comes with time. Well, it does come with time. It's also like, I, I you know, I had a, a long time where it's like anybody who I spoke to, I was like, oh, I had this, I thought anybody was smarter than me and I, and more profound or more, it's a really big shift in your life to understand that it is your life, to understand that you are the subject matter, you are the protagonist of your own life and you're allowed to have your own story that it's not everybody else's story it's yours you know what i mean i know that this all sounds like self-help booky and shit no i, I, I love actually it think it's like really really deep and true and it's something that i think that actually i think that most people suffer for for a really long time well into their 30s if not later on in their life because we're mm -hmm. all so influenced by each other and now Jesus, now we're influenced by 50 other people and half of the people that we're influenced by are not even people that we know. Oh, right. Right? Right. And there are people, and it's just so complete. And it's like, how do you quiet all the noise? Now, backing it up back into my 20s, I remember complaining in my 20s about cell phone prevalence. So I just keep wondering, maybe it's always something. So for mm. example, like you said you weren't in the social media generation until you were in high school. Well, get this. The internet didn't exist. It didn't exist. I was in seventh grade and I was, I was asked to do like a space station special exercise. I felt so honored. I was chosen to be part of this team that was going to use the web to communicate with a library on UNC campus. Okay. <laughs> and that was like this extraordinary thing. Well, by the time I was up in my 20s, you know, people were using email to communicate and they, people were using the internet to, to do research. Throughout my 20s, the internet became life. It completely blew up. You know, Facebook was invented. People started, I remember in grad school. And so grad school's my mid 20s, I guess. Like it, and I remember, but anyway, the point that I'm making is that I complained about the prevalence of these technologies in my life because we were adapting to that. And now you're adapting to this. Right. There's right. always going to be something. There's just Ugh. always going to be something. I hate And life. so the real, and no, you love it, man. I know. And, I know. And the real, and the real truth is then that you're in your twenties, man. You're like living your life. You're following the pursuit that you would like the, the crafts that you would like to devote your life to. And that is indeed what my twenties it, if I'm looking back, we're all about was like figuring out that commitment to this craft because the beginning of my twenties, I was in undergrad, I was in college and I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life coming from a very academic family. I just assumed that, uh, 
it's it, it, the theater and the life in the theater like didn't seem real to me. And when I figured out that that, that was a real vocation, everything in my world changed. Um, mm -hmm. And I, it, it was miraculous for me because I loved it. I loved it. Um, I did a summer program going to see all of these plays and I was in heaven and I had no idea that you could devote your whole life to something that you actually love. How naive, right? No, um, completely. That's how I felt after I, I, I graduated high school. And you completely yeah. also answered my second question, which was what's something your 20s taught you? Which, yeah. And, and like your love for, for acting and for theater, like that is something I mean, I'm falling in love with right now too. Yeah, there were magical moments that pointed me in this onto this path and in, in this direction. Mm -hmm. um, if I can, can I answer that? The other major thing I've learned yeah. in my 20s, but I don't know if I learned it in my 20s or having been in my 30s looking back was the importance of resilience. I mm. was so, when I fell in love in my 20s, Oh my God. Can you define resilience just yeah. for the pod? Uh, resilience, bouncing back, mm. bouncing back. So let's say if I got my heart broken, I was like, let me dig myself this grave that I'm going to jump into and like have feelings about for so long. And the only thing I wish that I could have gone back and told my 20 year old self was like, everything's going to be fine prioritize yourself make yourself what i was talking about before make yourself the the protagonist in your novel stop mm -hmm. making all the he's the protagonists in your novel mm. you know i was such i'm such a romantic jesus christ <laughs> um now weirdly also it didn't stop me from living i mean i had wild experiences throughout my 20s um that you know can it's Talk just about so it. utterly whimsical, you know what what's, I mean? What's, like, what's one of the best, what's one of the best moments of your twenties? What are the best moments of my twenties? It's yes. really hard to take it down because- You can do a top three. The, my twenties were just like rife with extraordinary, bizarre moments. Come on, um, right? You and I, when we talked before once, I told you about this day where like, it started out with like, hey, what are you doing? Will you come over and do my laundry with me? And ended up like, meeting a stranger, going to the stranger's home. But like everybody trusted that, like nobody was afraid of this moment in time. And the stranger owned a chocolate shop and like we all ate chocolate and smoked pot. And then like went to Washington Square Park and ended up in the fountain. And there was like a guy, there was like a man in a suit, like a, a blazer, you know? And he was rolling, literally rolling around in the fountain. And I was like, that man is on acid. Like, <laughs> what's happening right now? What is this day? And it was like this, it was, it was a day so full of joy, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was also, it's also a decade that's full of hustle. So for example, you know, you're graduating in my, I was graduating from college and I had a professor say like, Lisa, you know, you're a leading lady and you're not going to do Shakespeare. <laughs> It's like all I do. Um, so you should apply to grad school. And so I was like, being the academic kid I was, I was like, okay, that's what I'll do. That makes sense. Even thinking, even then, that I was never going to. So what was one of the best days of my 20s was getting that fucking phone call from the Yale School of Drama. In fact, even the audition itself was so magical for myself. Um, when it was over, I remember looking in the mirror and being like, Holy sh holy shit. You just got yourself into the 
Yale School of Drama. And for me, that held so much weight. Um, and when I left, by the time I was back at Tufts, I totally, you know, talked myself out of it, right? This self-consciousness reality. I couldn't have possibly gotten in. That's absurd. Why would they have possibly chosen me? But they did. And when they got that phone call, I sat down on the ground and I cried. And I remember calling uh, someone I really respected and she just saying, she just kept saying, that is tremendous. This is a tremendous moment. But that's only, that's like one of, and that's like a win versus something that I is right up there with it, which is like a totally arbitrary New York day. It's like moments of your 20s. It's like, you know, I fell in love, like really in love at least twice in my 20s. Mm. And I mean, like, I thought that I was going to spend my life with these people kind of falling in love. And it was devastating uh, mm -hmm. when those things ended. And I think we were talking about resilience before. And mm -hmm. I just, I don't know, man. I just wish I had committed even more to, like, living my life and, like, letting that shit go. Because, I don't know. But that's my journey. That's where, that's, that's sort of what I was on. I guess. Yes, I, I love that. I, you know? I, I love how you talk about resilience because that's one thing that is like so hard for a lot of people in their, their 20s, or just like getting started and like mm -hmm. on your path, whatever you want to do. Because like, m like recently for me, I've been like, um, I got into this whole ordeal with my landlord and I thought I was going to have to move and like I didn't want to move and like I don't have a job, but I had the money for it. And right. it was just like this whole thing. And I was like, I, I was like trying to find roommates um, to live with. And I was like running into all these people, like really liking them and like really getting to know them. But then, you know, there was like one instance where like a couple people, uh, they were like wanting to move to New York, but then like the process made them not want to move to New York. And then this process was like really daunting for me. And I was like, well, am I gonna have to like not live in New York anymore? And like, for me, I was like, I never think that way. like. Like if there's ever uh if I ever like get into a pickle or whatever, like mm -hmm. walk like turning away turning and walking away is like never the op like never an option. It's like literally the last option in my brain. Good for so, you. Resilience is like really fucking hard, especially when you're at the bottom and when you're at the bottom of that roller coaster because it totally. it's like so hard. Finding security and stability in your twenties. I mean, it's like a vital part of like beginning your what adult life. Yeah, it, it's so important. And you're younger than I was. I mean, remember at your age, I was just entering what? Oh, I, I was in grad school. Mm. So it's actually not that different. You're in conservatory. The difference is that I wasn't in New York City. You know what I mean? Like I went yeah. from I went straight from undergrad to grad, <clears throat> and then I came to New York City when I was what twenty six or twenty seven after grad school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, right, but right, that, right it's now like it's... you have to find like where you live needs to be stable. You need to have a job that gets you enough money where you can pay your rent. And then you need to have space in your life to find your family, to find, and when I mean family, I mean like your friends, your chosen exactly. friends. Exactly. That's and, where I'm at right now. Like that's where I'm at like the stage yeah. of my life. That's why, that's why I was like so like, I, I was just like, I, I talked to my neighbor and I was learning about gentrification and like, just like what's been happening with my building and like a whole bunch of other buildings. And it was just so like, I was like, how was anyone supposed to, I'm particularly black. I was like, how was anyone supposed to like move anywhere and like live somewhere and like get their roots and like learn about their, their community and get involved in their community and get, like get to know their neighbors. And like, 
have right. that one neighbor that watches them across the street. You know, it's like that, like those like things. How are, how yeah. are people supposed to do that? But then I realized that's the name of the game. They want a revolving door. They want people to come and go so they can get their money. That's and I'm totally, like, well, they do. The difference is that there are so many resources, you're right. but you have mm. to figure out where they are. You're so right. it's like you start to look into, and I know this is going to sound silly, but you know, suddenly if you need a new housing, like there's gypsy housing, right? So there's always yeah. people like putting these advertising. There's always something. Yeah. You just have to have be to find it. You just have to find it and you have to talk to people. And then in this time of the pandemic, we're like, no one's going to a bar. So nobody's talking to people. Right. Nobody has those quintessential cliche restaurant jobs that young performers always have. <sighs> right. And I certainly did. And those people in that were, I mean, they were my family. For a while, mm -hmm. you know those people that I fucking that you work with. Oh my god, <laughs> they'd be the realest ones. They'd be the realest ones, though. And it's Let just all so absurd because yeah. like everybody, everybody is no one is working in the restaurant except for like the managers who actually like want to be working in a restaurant. <laughs> exactly. They all want to be doing something else, and it's just like a means to an end. So they like try to make it joyful. While if if you're with a good group of people, you try to make it joyful while you're there. Which right. might have led to some really bad behavior on. Honestly, it's I worth mean, it. I mean, it was same, a lot of fun, same, man. Same. Dude, we used to we used to fill up. Oh God, this is so bad. We used to fill up, um, you know, glasses like water glasses with wine and put them underneath the counter. Um, <laughs> Us too. It was insane and hilarious and very fun. Um, exactly. you know like everybody was sleeping with everybody it was ridiculous and all and it's just so funny because and then we're like would you like fries with that it's just this was our life and no it was, it's a tv show i'm thinking show, about and it it's, and it's not glamorous and at the same time I, the hustle was fun and it, that and it's not to say that like there wasn't you know incredible pain or drama i mean my 20s was also when I started writing and I was writing out of desperation. I was writing because I needed to get out something, these, these tremendous feelings of loss and sorrow and fear that I was having constantly about, um, you know, about my existence. And they are all mm -hmm. born of uh, feeling a lack of security and a lack of safety and a lack of, of where you are. And I would imagine for someone, for you, especially right now, that is multiplied by like 7 million. So in a way, I would say to all my 20s listeners out there, like if you are feeling like a crazy pants potato brain, like you are, you're right where you need to be. And you need to take a deep breath and just keep on keeping on, keep breathing, put, keep putting one foot in front of the other. And, and weirdly, by the time you get to be muck, Oh, lady age, you're, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, holy shit, I had, maybe not during this pandemic, because this pandemic is like a giant, you know, fuck you to every single human everywhere. Um, Thank you. Cause, you know what I mean? Yes, because... I didn't finish that sentence because I got no, lost no, no. in like feeling it's like okay. I was mean to the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's okay. She's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that you say that though, because... As someone who's currently going through the hustle, I think it's like just reminding yourself to breathe and that, you know, having those constant reassurances that you are exactly where you need to be is very important. 
Um, Hold on, you're about to see my niece. Hold on a second. What's up, baby? Are you? Hello, niece. This is my niece. Hello. Oh my goodness. Hi. Is she so cute? Her hair is crazy because she was leaving on the couch. I was watching a movie and the movie just ended, so you've been on this call longer than an hour. Uh oh. Oh, she just called me Wait, out. I'm sorry. She, but that's okay. That's okay. We're gonna wrap it up soon. But will you will you embarrass your aunt because I'm such a bad parental figure and tell Nicholas what your favorite song is right now? I like Big Button and Cannot Die. <laughs> That's where we're at. Beautiful. That's where we're at because, you know, we're hanging in there. I love you. You are the best aunt ever. Teaching, teaching her the hits. <laughs> I, mean, okay. I literally was like, first of all, how have you ever heard that song ever before now? And she didn't know it. And then she started, and then she was like this. And I was like, Sir Mix-a-Lot. I was like, this is so much fun. And then the next thing I knew, she'd memorized like half the lyrics. So she's last... basically the light of my life. But okay, but there are so many 20s. Let's go back to my 20s. No, 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 no. We finished it's it. Cool. We put a beautiful her, bow on that. I told her, I told her 15 minutes. So it can be, yes, it can be. It's our it last segment. It's a record of the week. What? Record of the week. Oh, so geez. record of the week. Um, I really love music. And this week, I think you're going to love what I have for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this week we, um, Someone very dear to my heart put out a dope album. Um, I heard a couple tracks before they released it, and I was very excited. And I was so just amazed and happy that they're putting out music and that people get to hear their voice and what they have going on, that amazing mind of theirs. So this week... Oh, my God. Who is it? Do I know them? The album of the week is The Singing Effect... By Elijah Lyons. Shut up. Oh my god. I'm so excited. Are we gonna listen to it? You know what? I'm not surprised at all. I am just proud and humble. That kid, 
is going places. That's good I for can't... him. That is so, it's so beautiful. Dude, I'm that's your place. fucking family. Like, that's your family, right? Like Exactly. That's a, that's the thing because I'm like, we've only known each other a year, like all of us in our section. Mm-hmm. And like, we've already seen like the things we're talking about and have been talking about and we're talking about doing like when we were in school yeah. or like starting to do now or we're just like, you know, checking up on each other. And just like, I've been like keeping up with him and talking to him and to just like hear him you know actually put this thing out and to hear it i'm so blessed to have him as friend and call him friend and brother and amazing everyone please check out the singing effect by my dearest friend elijah lyons yes (laughs) i want to thank you so much for being on roaring 20s (laughs) Uh, a little peek behind the curtain y'all we fully recorded uh, an episode before but that was like four hours (laughs) 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 and i was like can't edit that so thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show again and to talk and to be yourself and to you know give me some more wisdom and to kick it and share your stories when you start it's like a waterfall right you start yeah. thinking about your 20s and you're like oh god and this happened oh god and this happened oh god and this happened jesus christ and half of the stories are like sort of embarrassing and the other half are just outright absurd <laughs> maybe that's what the 20s are all about is embracing the total absurdity that actually is life whether you uh. like it or not and fucking celebrating the hell out of the wins and feeling the hell out of the losses. And Ugh. I mean, I certainly did. 20s are in New York. The 20s are different than anywhere else. I will say that's one thing I'm happy. At least I get to live it out in New York. Thank you uh, yeah. so much for listening <laughs> to this episode of Roaring 20s. If people want to follow you, if, do you have anything you want to plug? I know you're not working sure. right now, but. Sure. Well, okay. So I me on instagram at lisa beth that's my what do you call it a handle yeah handle? i think that's you're my at, I don't at know. yeah at lisa beth that's how do you spell the, that l-i-s-e-r-b-e-t-h because my mama named me lisa beth it didn't occur to her to go with elizabeth just, Such- <laughs> just, just lisa beth you know it's what that's what happens when you're i guess i don't know Jew you were south well, literally like southern name i know i get more southern when i think about it um, um if you want to follow me you can follow me everywhere at it's nick i guess thank you all so much for listening to this uh, another episode of roaring 20s um please leave <laughs> me a review on apple Podcasts. let me know what y'all are thinking i've got some really good reviews and also someone in india and in australia is really fucking with me so i see y'all thank y'all so much for listening to this episode and i will catch y'all in the next one <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> roaring 20s is a podcast that is recorded edited and mixed by yours truly the music at the beginning and end of every episode is created by elijah lyons and the cover art was created by chris mcclain